0: Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Tuesday, August twenty third in the year twenty twenty two. I'm going to tell you this is another wild day as things start to unravel. As we know, and just watching all the moves and counter moves of the elites as they fight each other, and it really is a war of elites right now. And we're off, to the, we're pushed off to the sideline to witness and somehow be happy with whatever the outcome is. And that's really where the difference is, where we can make a stand, especially as Americans who have a Declaration of Independence and a Constitution. Patriots, before we begin, make sure you're getting a great night's sleep. Pillow is are essential for that night's sleep, and my pillow has the best pillows out there. And you know where to find those, because that's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, and your promo code is Bards. Here's Mike Lindell.
1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I wanna thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the pillow that started it all my pillows patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position because it works we've sold over 70 million my pillows and now i'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever for example, you get my standard my pillow now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to mypillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard my pillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only twenty four ninety eight, Or my premium king, only twenty nine ninety eight. This is a limited time offer, so order now.
0: And that's MyPillow.com forward slash bards. MyPillow.com forward slash bards. Patriots, I will tell you, if I had said five years ago, three years ago, that a pill, pillow salesman was going to be saving this nation and funding the revolution, I'd probably, I think most of us would have laughed. Mike Lindell is a patriot and a hero, and what he's continued to do for the movement as a whole is unbelievable, and he really epitomizes the idea of constantly giving and God will provide all the resources. He is one who literally just continues to push out money to support many, many causes. The one thing that I've, I learned about Mike over the weekend is also just how deep his commitment is to helping people far beyond our view. He has many people within his organization, and you've heard about it, but we've seen it now firsthand. That had been former addicts, addicts he knew that he has maintained and and supported to this very day. So this this is a man truly who walks the talk, and I I say that on many levels because we need leadership like that in our nation. We need people who truly lead with Jesus in the front is the easiest way to say that. This that are under the banner of Christ that have no hesitation to be able to fight that way. And this is what I see right now, the biggest challenge ahead for us in this nation is that so much of this fighting that's going on, so much of this embattlement, we're not hearing a lot of God and we're not hearing a lot of Jesus at the elite level. Matter of fact, almost nothing. We're just hearing about facts and details and moves and counter moves. I'd be very cautious at this point in time and putting a lot of weight into some great hope of things coming. And it, it is a concern. Because within these orders of power, these are power structures that have been around for thousands of years, they don't give up power willingly. And their vision of what they're trying to move forward with here is the continual destruction and enslavement of humanity. And and it's something that is not, you can't take your eye off of. The, the World Economic Forum has just announced that it supports the chipping of children and is putting chips in children's brains, not for the purpose of making them healthier, but for the purpose of providing them with a greater internet capability to connect with the greater structures of AI and so forth to give them more superpowers. This is their future they're painting out right before our very eyes. And the thing is that all both sides of elites, if you're listening to them, nobody's talking down to technology. No one's calling out the, the things that are destroying humanity. No one is, is pushing the ideas that we need to go back to be more simply, lit to sim- live simply so others can simply live. So this is a world where we are at right now that we have to face and start realizing that the power of this nation has always been within the people, we the people. And as we the people face that, we start to realize how much power we have and how little power they have. And that is one thing that they risk right now, the elites as a whole, because they're becoming an outlandish class. They're becoming a class that really has no function over us and it's something very important to keep in mind. There is a great awakening, however, happening within the movement and people are realizing the craziness that we're dealing with. Here's a short clip from a a liberal in trying to make friends with a Trump supporter. Uh, And he was at a Trump rally. Take a listen. I'm a liberal and I'm trying to make friends at a Trump rally to see if there's more common ground than I thought. I'm actually a liberal from L.A. Do you want to be friends? Sure. I don't mind anybody. What do you think is more friendly, Trump or Biden supporters? Trump supporters. We're American people. What does that mean? God-fearing individuals that just love and support all aspects of the country. Do you think you could be friends with a liberal? Yeah. I can. Everybody's people. Everyone's got their own opinion. Like, what do you think the best way is to unify the nation? Bring God back. In what way? Stop trying to take it out of schools. Stop persecuting your churches. Bring it back to the American people. And that's the question of whether a liberal can handle that sort of truth. Because there's so much godlessness within this progressive movement. It's how it's built. It's framed around a godless world. A world where we are nothing more than another species on this planet. And the purpose for that control is that by allowing people to, or getting people to embrace the idea that we are just another species, we then can be easily eradicated. We can be easily, it can be justified that our rights need to be taken away, that we are just a parasite. And that's the intent of the elites. Our God-given rights that are put before us in the Declaration of Independence establishes very clearly where our authority comes from it comes from God and this is something that in you pair this fight down to its basic essentials what you're going to discover always again and again is that's the part that they always attack they meaning the progressive left they meaning the the new world order elites those that cabal of power because they're luciferian and they have to attack it and they do attack it and they hide their luciferian traits they hide their satanic worship behind the many layers of fear and agitation and accusation of immoral behavior and accusation of of racism and accusation of of suppression of rights they this is all their their stick and all of that is designed to divide us to keep us divided to keep us fighting with one another we have to be smarter than that I'm not a big fan of politics. What I witnessed last weekend wasn't politics. It was grassroots activist action taking back the principles of the authority that we have as people. There wasn't a lot of discussion about left and right. There was some. There was some discussion about Democrats and Republicans. But at the end of the day, both of those parties are completely corrupt. And it's going to take us cleaning out one party and then cleaning out the other. We're going to have to work together because we don't need this two- Two parties, one control structure, which is essentially a uniparty. And so to say it another way, it's one party, two faces. That's what we're confronting right now. And it's a powerful time to for us to have a very deep awakening spiritually to realize that once we let go of the power of the elites and we reclaim our power under God, this is a whole different landscape. Everything about it. And we go back to being a republic as our founding fathers intended, which, quite frankly, none of us have lived in. That's going to be the new great experiment. That's going to be the new great awakening. That's going to be the new benchmark of how America truly becomes great again. But those definitions and those policies and those things are yet to be developed because at the center point of all of that is our founding in God. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Time for us to pray. Father, we come to you today very humbled and we're blessed for all that we have been given, all the, the grace that you've provided us, and we pray, we begin with prayers today for mercy for this nation. We are in a very critical time, a time where we as a nation have to make some difficult decisions, decisions that are built around not just prayer and not just individual choices, but Decisions that will affect our lives, other lives, and the idea that as a nation we are accountable as a whole. Father, we pray, truly pray for this reawakening in the love of Christ across all this nation to see the revival of the strength in the heart of of the love of Christ and seeking the heart of Christ. And that not only that, but with that, that people seek that accountability in their life to face what our process has been in accountability as we drifted away from you. This hasn't just happened because of a few elites pulling strings and us being mindlessly walked off a cliff. We have to come to grips, Father, as we know and as we put ourselves before you today that we were part of the process, part of the problem, that we made choices for convenience over faith. We made choices of money over faith. We've done this many, many times, and... As we continue to push forward here, Father, we need to reclaim that foundation, that understanding that walking with you, walking on this rock of faith, is the most demanding walk, the most challenging walk we'll ever make, and yet it is the most rewarding we could ever ask for. So, Father, we we begin this prayer today just with the, the understanding and the desire to have the understanding, settle in people's hearts that It's not the material things. It's not the promises of what you're going to have. It's not the car you're going to drive. It's not the clothes that you wear. It's fundamentally everything through you. And when we embrace that, it is the understanding, the innate awakening of understanding, Father, that you provide all and all that we need. And so, Father, we humble ourselves before you today, honestly with our hearts open, asking for forgiveness for how we have drifted away asking for repentance for the times and the moments that we've drifted into sin, and equally praying for mercy on this nation as we see an awakening, a powerful awakening in eyes turning back to Christ and through Christ to you, Father. And that's a, that's a glorious time. We're blessed with all that we can we could ask for in this moment in time, and yet we're equally facing enormous burdens. So, Father, this is another part of our prayer today is the realization that this fight is bigger than us. And it's it, for us to take this on by ourselves, we will fail, as we have many times. Yet we know through you all things are possible. And we know that as we make this fight forward, as we pursue those things that you put on our heart, trusting completely in the directions you send us, even though we may not know where that distance is, how far we're going to go, or how what we're going to end up doing, Father, that trust in you is a pivotal point here in this nation's valley of decision. And so we pray for that embracing of the trust in you to walk forward into that unknown, knowing that you have us, knowing that we're with you, and knowing that everything we do is part of a greater plan, greater awakening, greater transformation in this world. Father, what we witnessed this last weekend Over a 1,000 people in Springfield was a collection of people that had eyes on Christ to you, Father. Had the pursuit of doing those things that you put on people's heart to do. And we started to see the beginnings of huge shifts in justice. Justice by the hands of the people, led by you. And so we continue to pray for those actions and that awakening across this nation, that people will seek that, feel that, understand that, that this is a time now to stand, Not a time to sit on the side and wait for some miracle to sweep them aside. Because miracles are happening, but they're happening through action. They're happening as you work through us. We're seeing transformations and we're seeing massive changes. And we know that in spite of this massive enemy's fortress that we face before us, all of the systems, the agencies, all the threats, all the media, we know that with you and through you, all of this can be dismantled and destroyed. And we have to also step away from our worship and our desire to paint what that future is going to look like. We have to step aside from the promises of of nirvana coming through technologies and promises of things that we know, if we're wise and we listen to you, are going to transform us away from you into another species. We need to have the trust to know that the future ahead is as you will bless us with not the future ahead that is designed by man's hand for man's intentions. Forgive us for those that have walked into that path and sought that way. Let their hearts be opened and eyes cleared to see clearly what they're walking into. These are massive traps and the enemy is placing those traps heavily upon people's hearts. They're pushing heavily the idea of Chipping people and the idea of including robotics in people's lives, all designed always around the same principle issue to make life easier, to make life more convenient. Father, let us cast away those words convenient. Let us cast away those words easy. Let us embrace challenge. Let us embrace courage. Let us embrace heartfelt love for one another. Let us embrace healing. Those things come from hard work. They don't come from the ease of a, of a robot coming in and providing you with a, a, an update from your iPad or something. This is These are the foolish paths that people take, the gimmicks. And so again, we, we pray that those gimmicks can leave, it's like a sour taste in people. And they see them, they're turned away and repulsed. And instead, eyes turn again back to Christ and through Christ to you, Father. And with that, Father, we pray for this nation's strength to rise up through that, to find the true core and the foundation of what we are, a nation built on the rock of faith with you on the throne above us, led by the banner of Christ. Guide us in these times, Father. Bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, this is definitely a time which we have to come to grips with the true power of what we are. And I truly sense this and believe this as we step into that power where it's a very delicate moment right now for this nation. Because if we don't embrace fully that power of what God's providing, there are many that will fall into the traps of convenience and and ease. And it will seem at first like they've gained something. Chipping is a great example. Adding a chip into the brain, people will feel at first as they've gained something tremendous. Massive amounts of access to data instantly in their head. But it will become a burden. It will become disheartening. It will become one that ultimately breaks the soul. And we can see that. That's happened with with the worship of materialism. We've seen that with the worship of material life where people try to fill themselves with more things, only to discover that the more things that they fill themselves with Don't provide pleasure. That new car that someone buys and they're all excited about, that they they wash it every day in their in their parking or in their uh, driveway, and that suddenly becomes once a week, and then after a while the car doesn't get washed for once a month, and the car doesn't get driven as much because it's all this wearing out of the excitement because it was shallow, it was empty, it was nothing to it. We need to revive that true sense of faith and glory through Father. And as we hold into that space, no matter how hard this storm is, we face some very amazing moments. And a couple pieces here, I want to play one here, classic Matt Walsh, and it's just, (laughs) I don't know where Matt finds these characters, and I don't know how Matt holds his composure in some of these interviews. This is an older man that's got some very blunt things to say about the transgenders.
1: Doesn't the science say that if someone identifies as a woman, then they are?
0: No,
2: no. I don't care if you think you're a sheepdog. It don't matter to me. Just don't come in and try to shove that shit down my throat.
1: If it makes someone feel better, what about their, their feelings? I, mean, I don't give
2: a shit about their feelings. I'm old. How do you
1: know that you're a man?
2: How do I know that I'm a... i am I guess because I got a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Matt Walsh gets these people. He's he's, he's brilliant in finding the voices, and it's so dead on. And this guy is probably about 75, 80 years old that he was speaking to, and is just absolutely blunt as to what the truth is. And of course, that's if you really pay attention to the left, And the progressive conversations, that's what they work most hard at, is blending and pluralizing the truth. Remember, we've talked a lot about this. It begins really aggressively in the 60s with the Frankfurt School, where truth becomes a discussion of what does it literally mean. The works by Derrida and Deconstructionism were trying to dismantle words all the way back to their origins to show... to show influences by gender and to show influences by, by political orientation or wealthy class. And that led into deeper Marxist studies that tried to root down into the meaning of words based on where somebody economically and socially grew up. All of these things were part of an aggressive assault on a global level and that has infiltrated almost every university. And that moves us forward into the 90s where we get into postmodernism, where truth literally no longer exists. And the famous quote by Hayden White, a historian, history is fiction. They've They took everything and have taken everything they can to pluralize it so there's no singular concept of truth. There is no pure truth to them. So anything is possible. And that is now the outcome of all of those years of academic indoctrination has led us to the transgender movement to where Boston Hospital has now done something like 95 or maybe 65 surgeries on children for vasectomies or for gender transformation surgeries, I should say. This is insane. This is the outcome of an insane world, of an insane class of people, and an insane way of thinking that leads to the next step is exactly what we just talked about in the World Economic Forum, which is chipping people. Patriots, now I have another piece. It's three minutes. This is powerful. This is unfortunate. And we spoke heavily about it when it first happened, and that's Dan Bongino when he took the shot. Dan is going to give a testimony here today, right here. And he's come to the understanding of what he did. And I, I pray for him. He's a good man. But, again, fear drives us to do crazy things.
2: Biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created and at this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? Because I was scared. Again, I, I, you know, my doctor told me with lymphoma and being under chemo that if I got this thing, I, it could be ugly. Let's just leave it at that. Stupid. Why? I watched this clip from the Tucker Carlson show, citing some research coming out Again, time is now passed and we're starting to see things. It's really the most troubling minute, 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot
3: of people have not been felt here. Check this out. To neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely, that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true. But it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization, and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from the Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting, The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals.
2: Folks, science is patient. Science is long-term. Science is chronological. Science is the repeating and replicating of data through process, through control groups. Science is the elimination of confounding variables. All these things take time. Now, whereas I understand we were in an emergency situation with COVID, no emergency situation should lead a company or a government to force people to take something, to force them to take something that may in the long run damage their bodies.
0: greatest regret of my life and patriots we do pray for dan i'm sorry he's in that situation unfortunately dan was among many other voices that pushed this vaccine and made note that they took it and influenced others to do the same that's a truth and that's an accountability that has to be said because at the end of the day There's a lot of lives that were put at risk because a lot of people with a lot of influence fell to fear or whatever other influences they had to take the thing. Our fight continues, and now our fight transforms. Not only do we need to continue the fight of information to make people aware who may now even now be considering taking the vax, they need to stay away from it. We need the, the fight of truth to awaken those who have taken it because the next process here, and really the only true process to healing this, is to have trust in God and embrace Jesus as our Savior. And the problem with that in this world, with so much of a technical and and, quote, fake science world, I'll call it, is people have failed to understand that the hospitals hospitals mock God. The true healing has always been through Christ and through the belief in and trust in God. This is now the most powerful weapon in this war is the returning to God through the acceptance of Jesus. And we have to do this. And the more people that do and put their trust there, there will be miraculous healings but that's only going to come when people truly let go and trust in him. This is a difficult time, and the the pain of this injection is only beginning. And those that pushed it are all in the end going to have to face an accountability. And that's not going to be easy for many, because still some of the icons of those influencers that pushed the vax, people are still worshiping. This is the way life is going to work on this. There's no way around this. You can't avoid the death toll that's already stacking up. So we, again, we pray for our nation. We pray mercy on this nation. But we also have to buckle up because our job is just beginning. Because we are going to be the deliverers of the greatest peace that anyone can ever have in the most difficult of their times. And that's the peace in the acceptance of Christ. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. But our role is active. We are on the ground. We are behind enemy lines. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM until then, or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
4: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of Liberty.